Is anybody here familiar with the term metanoia? Yeah. Yes? Oh, yay, of course you are. Yes. John, are you? No. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So metanoia. Jesus' first teaching in his ministry, and his ministry was called The Way, and he was passing along the good news. And in metanoia, what he was saying is, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I don't teach this to worship Jesus. I teach this because it's a good teaching that Jesus passed along to us. So let's not get distracted. Let's start thinking about Jesus here. Jesus doesn't matter in this. What matters is the teaching. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. But he didn't repent. mean repent like go in the past and fix everything. And that's so often how we take religion. It's how we take a lot of the Christian teachings, a lot of the other teachings, is that we're supposed to go in our past and fix it all. And what this is about, this repent in metanoia, metanoia means change, essentially means change. And noia means a heart or the way you think. It's a change of heart. When he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he said, change your mind about everything. Change your mind about guilt and, and all that stuff. Change your mind about who you hate. Well, I don't hate anybody, and I'm willing to disagree. <laughs> I'm willing to disagree about most of us here. We hate somebody. I think everybody here hates somebody. You may be in denial about it, but I think you do. And if we had a deep enough conversation, if I went to your Facebook page, you know, if, we, if you hate somebody, if I dug into your thoughts. And so to look at that, say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, change of heart, change of heart about this. So it means, well, my heart isn't to shift how I hate somebody, to hate them less. The change of heart, the change of who I am who I think I am, is the metanoia. And that's what shifts our the Christ teachings for us. It's moving forward instead of backward for our healing. Move forward into this next moment for our healing. Move forward into this next moment for our healing. Move forward into this. Rather than bemoaning our past, regretting, why didn't I do this before? I could have been happy a long time ago. Say, so I can be happy now. I can be happy, joyous, and free right now. Now, this talk is called, I think I want to dig deeper. But do I? <laughs> do I really? <laughs> to dig deeper means to change. To change everything. I, I was asked last week, a couple people said, I want to go deeper. And I said, okay. Now, so often that means, when somebody asks me things like that, they mean intellectually deeper. They want to be more entertained intellectually. But don't let me, don't, don't meddle in my practice, Sean. Don't meddle in my thinking. Don't meddle with that because I'm not ready to forgive. I'm not, I love that you read my list this week in the newsletter. Anybody else? <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you, all five of you, <laughs> who read my newsletter this week. I want to go deeper, but I don't really want to hear your teachings, Sean. 
I gave you a whole outline on how to go deeper. And it's, and it's in your practice. And I gave suggestions. I said, just do one of these. You will go. Do, I didn't say you have to do all of these yet. <laughs> but look at, look at that list. It's oh, fine. Do the easiest one, whatever that is in your spiritual practice. If you want to go deeper, you're going to have to have a change of heart about whatever you're resisting for your practice. I mean, I, I the list, I said, do you have the list? Oh, may I see it? That's fine, I'll give it back to you. Yeah, I said, forgiveness of someone we think we can't forgive. Tithe, pay our bills. Show up for everything on time. Admit you are loved and then live like you are. Only post loving thoughts. Turn off the news for a whole week. <laughs> oh my God, it's like quitting smoking. See, I don't want that if it means going deeper. I'm too invested in what I hate. Yeah, thank you. Put down sugar. <laughs> Am I insane? <laughs> Stop smoking. Diet. Do random acts of kindness. Interrupt self-criticism every time. Meditate daily. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? Uh, <laughs> pray correctly. And I said, yes, there are wrong ways to pray. Take classes at Unity. <laughs> With the other five of us who are studying. Uh, show up on time and do the assignments. Read our Unity books and ask questions of what you don't yet understand. Join a 12-step fellowship if needed. Start living life with others rather than doing it on your own. Feel your feelings. Do something good for yourself that makes you really uncomfortable. Choose something that you think would make you a stronger truth student and practitioner. Thank you. Would you pass this back, please? You know, that's a handful of suggestions. Go back and read the newsletter, please. <laughs> and, and look at that. I, I've started doing some mentoring work this, just this week with somebody who's entering into the healing, early on healing stages. And his standard statement is, I just have to figure this out. And I just have to figure this out. And I have to figure this out. And I said, wait a minute. It's already figured out. It doesn't need you to figure it out with two weeks of healing under your belt. It doesn't need you for that. You need to learn how to live in, as a healthy uh, spiritual being. You need to not figure it out. You need to show up and learn it through practice and experience. You're not going to figure it out. Somebody taught me years ago, if it's got a name, somebody's already done it. So it was already figured out. We're not going to figure out God. We're not going to figure out love. We're not going to figure out life. We're not going to figure out bill paying. We're not going to figure out... What we need to look at is, how could I be willing? How could I be willing to practice the metanoia, to have the change of heart? 
how could I be willing? So, you know, I think I want to go deeper. Years ago at a summer retreat, I met someone for the first time. It was her first time there. She came to join somebody else from Boston who was coming who canceled. And so she shows up by herself. And I went up and I shook her hand. I said, hi, I'm Reverend Sean. And she said, why are you shaking my hand? Can't you say namaste or something? And I thought, oh, dear Lord, okay. So we got, we got one of those. We got one of those. I got yelled at immediately. And I said, well, I don't know you, and I think this is the correct way for the minister to greet a stranger. And at the end, I got a big letter, unsolicited, on how I could have done it the week better. Because she felt we didn't go deep enough, that we didn't. And I thought she couldn't bear the simplicity. She could not bear the simplicity of what we do here. Unity is a school for practical Christianity, practical spirituality. It is not a place to intellectually stimulate. And we have a lot of intellects in unity. And they go and they read all those books. And they, they know the Bible inside and out. And they know all that stuff. And they're filled with a rage. And they're filled with prejudice. And, and they, they, they don't know how to function really in the world. They don't know how to have a real conversation unless you are talking about some scholarly thing. They can tell you all about meditation, but they can't get peaceful. And I remember one teacher there at Unity Village, and I, I was shocked in our class. He said, oh, no, I won't do a same-sex marriage. I said, why not? I don't believe in it. I thought, okay, there we go. There we go. What do you care? Unity taught about love. Unity's message is love. Now, even our founders, our pioneers, Myrtle and Charles, they had their limitations when it came to race, when it came to politics, when it came to certain things, even though they taught love. So who cares about their limitations? They passed along to me the greatest gifts I have ever received in my life. They passed along to me a new way to look at God. And the God they speak of isn't limited, even though some of their practice was limited. But I don't care. My, some of my practice is limited. Imagine. And, uh, <laughs> but my change of heart is extreme from what I used to be. Oh, it, it is so extreme. And, and there is a, a turn. I, 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 brought this out a little cheat sheet here because yeah canonic prayer uh, that, that this meta, to practice the metanoia to the change and, and, and this this writer said the prayer practice that goes along with this is known as canonic prayer k-e-n-o-t-i-c and what that means and th this is just uh, please don't get up and walk out on me uh. <laughs> it means emptying of self <laughs> 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 Did she pass out? Is she going to collapse? <laughs> it's, I don't, I think you don't understand <laughs> what it means, emptying of self. It means my opinions aren't valid. My opinions don't mean anything. It means desiring to actually be in spirit and hear the voice of spirit all 
day long, reminding me of the good that I am and the good that they are. Emptying of self means, I don't know. And I can't tell you what it means other than that. You know, when people, well, well what's this weather mean? I don't know. What's the sky mean? I don't know. What's it mean when we die? I don't know. I'm just here with God. Thank you. I'm interested in hearing next what the voice for God has to say to me and through me that I may better serve, serve both myself and another. I heard a woman sharing on Thursday at a group I was at, and she talked about how she prays repeatedly that her words could help someone else. But she leaves herself out of the equation. It's, it's uh, virtuous, virtuous to pray for others, isn't it? But if you're leaving yourself out of the equation, you think you're separate. Then there's those poor things that need my prayers. And I think I know how they can be helped. So I'll just tell God how to help them. I'll tell God how to make them well, how to prosper them, how to make them see differently. When what I'm really doing is affirming they're a mess. And that's how I'm going to continue to see them. But God, I hope you'll do something. If I, since I just tried to convince you that your beloved child over there is less than a spiritual being. That we don't pray for others that way anymore. One of my favorite prosperity prayers is, thank you, God, that such and such is prospering now, and I give thanks that I am also prospering now. I put myself in the equation of what I want to see for all beings, because otherwise I'm going to think I'm somehow separate. How many of us pray for everyone to win the lottery? <laughs> How many of us pray that everyone becomes solvent? How many of us pray that everyone could be joy-filled, whether they agree with me or not? Well, we got two in the back. We got three. Okay, one, four. <laughs> yeah, how, how many of us, are, you, know, you look at it, and you say, well, this one just assaulted me in one way or another. Am I willing that they be happy? You know, am I willing that the state of Connecticut, all of it, be happy? Am I willing that those people that are so confused be happy, joyous, and free. You'd do a lot for our society if you became willing. You would do so much because joy-filled people don't hurt other people. Joy-filled people don't find what's wrong in other people in order to feel superior. Joy-filled people don't hate, they don't lie, they don't steal. They are confident in their source. They know that they have what they need. Joy-filled people, even when they disagree, they do it in love and they do it in rational discussion and they don't anonymously attack. They don't call each other names they say, you are my brother and my sister. And we are one in divine mind. There's a change of heart for us. There's the emptying of self 
because I could say we are one in divine mind. And you could say, what does that mean, Sean? And I will say, I don't know, but I believe it's true. It makes more sense to me. It is far more logical. Kenneth's saying everything must change except the rain falls from the sky. You know, basically everything but the weather needs to, <laughs> has to change, including my thoughts about the weather. Do you want freedom for all beings? Do you want freedom for yourself because you are one of all beings? And if you are, you're gonna have to shut up half the time. If I do, I'm going to have to shut up half the time. Not the other half, but half the time. The half the time I'm speaking words that aren't true. Every time I say that my brother or my sister is less than a beloved child of God, I'm lying. I'm just a flat out liar. Because it's not true. Every time I say that one of us deserves less of the kingdom than another. I'm lying. Unconsciously, but I'm lying. And so, I think I want to go deeper. I'm going to read this little thing to you here. It comes from the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. And it comes from Matthew chapter 4. And it says, With the Spirit... You shall examine your thoughts. It's not, oh, Spirit, I've got it from here. It's with the Spirit, you shall examine your thoughts. It is your true Spirit that will guide you to choose truly. Once the choice is made, the time of service will begin. It is in this time that a gathering will begin. You will gather around you that which is needed to serve. And the gathering shall be effortless and without thought. Once the mind has been cleansed, the following will be effortless. First, focus on the cleansing and in peace, you shall know that you are led truly. So today, look in the mirror, look in all the mirrors around you, find your true self. Find your love self. Find the part of you that you would admit, finally, that you are good and guiltless. Thank you.